0: Listening to the Patriot Nation Podcast, presented by Pat's Pulpit.
1: All right, we are back live with the Patriot nation podcast and Matt it's your boy, Pat Lane, as always, of course, with Matt St. Jean, Matt, we finally have an offensive coordinator. We it have happened. an actual offensive coordinator for Mac Jones. It's great.
0: Can we just take a mulligan on last year? I that, that feels like what we're doing here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got, you know, and look, we can, people can talk about, people can talk about, you know, Josh McDaniels and, and, you know, question how good he was. And people are going to question how good Bill O'Brien is. I've already seen it. Right. And, um, but he's a legitimate offensive coordinator in the NFL. He's a really good, say whatever you want. He's a really good quarterbacks coach. He is. That's just, that's the, that's a fact. He's a really good quarterback. He
0: made Christian Hackenberg look so good that Jets wasted a second round draft pick on him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's, you know, that's the stuff. And, and you listen to guys and they all love playing for him. All the quarterbacks love playing for him, you know, and there was that famous spat with, with Brady on the sideline. And then there was a rumor that Brady would consider playing for O'Brien again because he enjoyed playing for him and he liked that fieriness and he liked that competitiveness. Mm-hmm. And and Mac Jones is that same type of guy. I think that Bill O'Brien is great for him. It's one of the reasons why, I, why you know, when we talked about it before, I was higher on him than the other guys that they interviewed because he comes with that quarterback coach role already filled. Whereas, you know, if you hire someone like McCardell, you know, or Sean Jefferson, I like those guys a lot and I and I I actually think there's a spot on the staff for one of those guys, but they don't ha- then you need to go out and find a quarterback's coach, right? Now you have a quarterback's coach with your offensive coordinator and that's huge.
0: Yeah, and it's I don't think Bill O'Brien's gonna like set the set the world on fire here as a coach, but he also doesn't need to. And I think he just from an organizational perspective, he's better. Like we all think we all we see is the output of what it looks like to be like, like what we see what's on the field, like Bill O'Brien has so much experience with so much here at different levels, different types of players. Like he's going to be much better in meetings. He's going to be much better delegating stuff to the other guys. He's going to be much better at coaching up the coaches and getting them to a better spot, which all matters here because it's. Like you mentioned, there's a room for some of these other guys they interviewed. They interviewed Adrian Clum now for the offensive line position, yep. um, which I kind of expect them to hire him at this point, at some point this week. I think we'll wake up and see that he's going to be the new uh, offensive line coach. Troy Brown, I think, is sticking around. He's going to be the head coach for the Shrine Bowl, which we're going to talk about uh, some players from that later. But Troy Brown's sticking around here as in some form. I guess they want him as a wide receivers coach. I guess this means they don't think he was the issue there. And if that's the right. case, I think we're going to see improvements because he's just going to have better infrastructure around yeah. him. That goes for all aspects here. Talked about the details. And I think the, I think the offensive scheme, for the most part, was actually pretty good this year. The big picture of the offense was good. It was the details that were bad. And Bill O'Brien's an expert at that.
1: Uh, 100%. And I will say what they what they started doing a little bit, and I don't mind the zone running that much. The outside zone, they suck at running. They just suck at running they I, suck I it. Running they the suck at running out of camp. It. It's yeah. They don't. They don't. And, and and I don't like that. I don't like the outside zone. Anyways, I think the outside zone's a crappy run play. I just I know that there's a I know there's a place for it. I just think that's a crappy running play. Uh, and you know, with the way defenses now are so fast and so good, I I just don't think that that really works. Like I don't want to Rather, extend I, yeah. the play out yeah. wide and give them an opportunity to run through a hole and tackle my guy. I, I, I don't want to do that. So yeah. I like what they've done. I think the, the some of the zone running inside worked. And then of course really they good. run their power and and it looks great. Right. So like, so I think that they can keep some of the concepts that they have, but it's just, you know, it's the timing of the play calling. It's the understanding what we're doing. What's the plan? What do we have? That's a plan. and And, and some of the, Some of the biggest problems were the first 15 plays are supposed to be your scripted plays. That's when they sucked the most. (laughs) So it was like, what
0: the hell, you know? And we we saw some good moments there when they played bad defenses. I look at that Minnesota game where they came out. Yeah, it looked really good. They had a plan. Um, It just the offense just seemed to kind of fizzle at points. The only the only will say I thought they made good adjustments in the first game against the Jets down at the Meadowlands. that was good that's like i don't i don't think patricia was an absolutely awful coach i think he just one didn't have a good repertoire with the players and two just doesn't have enough experience on that side of the ball to handle the details and this is an instant improvement with both of those And like yeah it should be better um I find I'm I'm curious about the zone stuff because Cole Strange is a guy who is primarily an outside zone lineman coming out. He can do he can do everything This is linemen are versatile and I think he can do a lot. And like Joe Tooney was that that's what people said about him. Some people had said that to a degree about like Shaq Mason with his athleticism. So I think they just like that. Pierre Strong was a zone only running back in college. And he's he's good at that because he's a home run hitter. You can stretch out the play, the right. defense will mess something up, and all of a sudden it's a fifty yard or seventy yard touchdown run. I'm curious what he'll he'll look like next year. And I'm just I'm I'm curious about the whole org like behind the scenes right now, about how this is going to work with their evaluations, what Bill O'Brien thinks about the guys they have in the building. Um, the fact that they're also like it seems like the only coaching change they're making on offense other than OC is also to replace Matt Petrosha as offensive line coach. Right, the case, we might see personnel changes on offense. They they might look at this and say, hey, Patricia was a problem. He wasn't all of it. Some of these guys just weren't that good, and we need to get better players in here, or at least different players, and try something else. So if yeah. I look at like Hunter Henry, John O. Smith, either of them I think could be on the block here. I think Kendrick Bourne is a guy who – he had his issues with Matt Patricia. He also had issues just playing football last year. And – I, he's got they can frip some space. they move on from him. if they think they can improve at that spot and they want that money to go to Myers instead. Um, and yeah we'll we'll see Devonte Parker too is a guy who they can move on from if they want to. i, yeah. I can't imagine they want to because I think he was pretty good. but um, I'm just curious I'm everything's wide open right now. And I, I'm curious what direction they take this in.
1: Yeah, I mean, the reliability of Devonte Parker isn't great. The problem is is that what you get from him, when he's good is good enough that you're not going to be able to find that from a replacement level player. You're just not going to. And I think Kendrick Unless you're getting DeAndre Hopkins. (laughs) Well, right, of course, right? But but I think Kendrick Bourne is a good player, and I like Kendrick Bourne a lot. And he, he just seems to have a knack to make plays, and he has a good rapport with Mac Jones. But I don't know. Like, he's been inconsistent. What And I don't know, was the problem between him and Matty P, or was the problem just between him and the offensive philosophy? Was the was the problem between, you know, that he wasn't paying attention to meetings? I don't know what the issue was, right? Yeah. But if it wasn't just with Maddie P, because you feel like if it was just with Matty P, that Bill would have stepped in and been like, what the hell are we doing here? Like, this is all season exactly. long. Our offense is sputtering, and you're not yeah. putting this guy on the field. Like, what the hell are we doing?
0: This this you know, tells me Bill signed off on it, and if Bill right. O'Brien, like, well, and that's where it's a fresh set of eyes looking at all this now. Yep. Probably in the coming, what we have, about seven weeks here, eight weeks until free agency, something like that. I know it's mid March, early yeah. March, so that's I'm sure Bill O'Brien's going to get in the building now, and they're going to go through everything. They're going to rewatch everything, and I'm sure Bill Bill Belichick, <laughs> I have to specify now, yeah, is going to be consulting him on some of this stuff because you're not going to bring in. A new offensive coordinator and then not consult him on the offensive personnel decisions for something like this not after what happened this year and you right. want to ask o'brien what he's comfortable with here and you want him sitting down with mac he and mac already have a rapport a little bit from alabama because mac stuck around there in the spring to help transition things Yep. so yeah yeah i think that's it and i think yeah it's this is this is going to be good for mac should be good for the offense, and I feel good that we are going to know by the end of year three if this team is winning with Mac or because of Mac.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I think too that you know Bill O'Brien now. Chad Graff sent a sent a text uh, tweet out about about you know his EPA per play in Houston as the as the head coach, and then someone was talking about his EPA per play in in uh, Alabama this year too. Look, you want to argue that Bill O'Brien wasn't a good head coach. I don't think anyone's going to fight you on that. But, like, this is what everyone wanted. This was the best thing for the team. And you hired the right guy. We don't have to go now trying to find something wrong with it. Is he going to fix things overnight? No. But he's a competent guy who's going to be a significantly better quarterbacks coach. Your quarterback is actually going to be learning and improving under him Unlike he did this year. I mean, that just, that's just a and fact.
0: Yeah. And if it's like, we want to type like Josh McDaniels was a really good offensive coordinator. How good was that offense? He ran in Denver, right? Like being a head coach and being a coordinator, I think what we've seen pretty clearly now are different jobs. And just because you're good at one doesn't mean you're bad at the other and vice versa. Like Correct. it's hey,
1: well, some of it is the personnel, too. Look at the personnel yeah. that he had in Houston. How many terrible, so how many terrible quarterbacks did he have?
0: I think, I think I, Bill, Bill O'Brien is an awful GM, right. a fine head coach, and a good offensive coordinator.
1: Correct. I think that's that's very well put. He definitely yeah. sucks as a GM. Getting David Johnson in a second-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, not exactly what you're looking for there. Uh, you know, it just— it, But again, and and some of the talent evaluation, I have
0: to. This probably ends the chances of DeAndre Hopkins coming to New England, unless he and Bill O'Brien make up here.
1: (laughs) Well, and that's the thing is that realistically, he could make up with Bill O'Brien, and not just that. I don't know how likely it ever was, anyways. I know that people talked about, you know, Hopkins having respect for Belichick and Belichick liking Hopkins a lot, and but like you know, I don't know. Is he worth the amount of money he's getting paid? Is he that guy anymore? Is he truly that dude anymore? I don't know. Yeah. It might be.
0: Uh, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, whoever makes this like it's we've seen all the big wide receiver deals that have happened. And like everybody talks about like oh Tyree Kill and how well that worked out, got the Dolphins to yep. the playoffs and AJ yep. Brown and Stephon Diggs, but not every move has gone perfectly here. I mean the DeAndre Hopkins thing didn't really work out for Arizona. Right. Right. And that's um,
1: same guy. And what, four years later? So like, you know, it's it's not ideal.
0: No, you can't. These things aren't always plug and play. It's there's always an aspect of the unknown when you're right. doing this. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. I would still absolutely welcome DeAndre Hopkins in. I would at this point, even with the 2021 free agency debacle and how those contracts worked, I, I'm still pretty confident in Bill Belichick's ability to assess a value here. So, with any move he makes, I'm always going to give him the benefit of the doubt unless it's something absolutely insane. Unless they're giving up three first round picks for DeAndre Hopkins, I'm going to assume. Hey, if they make this right. deal, yeah. sign him, and all that, then they they have some good information on him.
1: Got a got a little report out of Las Vegas that the Raiders are looking to move on from multiple pieces on their team, possibly including Hunter yeah. Renfro and Darren Waller. Renfro, dude, would be so good here. He would be he so would be. good here
0: it would be fun in New England. I think this, this team needs a, a slot guy, which yeah. again, I meant we're going to talk Shrine Bowl later. I think there's a prospect there who could be a slot mm-hmm. guy for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about Renfro. Renfro is such an interesting thing because he's such an obvious New England fit. It, the Pats have just kind of like they had their chances with him. They didn't, they have never yeah. seemed all that interested, which has always Strange. surprised me yeah um so I, I don't know what that's about i almost don't expect him to come to new England because like, they just seem to not be interested something about him in particular i think he's had some drop issues too yeah he had injury issues this year uh but hey you mentioned that Raiders report you know if this you know it's gonna happen this is the this is the Devonte Adams to Detroit to team up with Tom Brady that's right. scenario that's I've been right talking about it's happening that's right hey
1: if he effing knew what he was gonna do then he effing would have done it already (laughs) i mean how weird was that on his own podcast like bro it's your podcast you just tell jim beforehand you don't want to answer the question like i don't i don't see what the problem is
0: i didn't mind him i I, he answered the question and then the guy was like hey this is your show like you basically said that and he was like he was like yeah like i appreciate the question like he changed (sighs) tones real quick there so i think that's I think we've seen a little bit of self-awareness from Brady recently. Yeah, Like he gets mad there and immediately walks it back. It's like, yeah, like, I know you got to ask that. When he left Tampa, that last press conference, he gave a long, sincere thank you to the press Mm -hmm. there. So he, uh, it's funny. I feel like he, we did the whole midlife crisis thing with him at the start of the season. And I feel like he's come down from like that high and just the immediate emotional situation he was going through back in September too. to a different, a different emotional thing here. But that's true. Um,
1: I think he's coming back. So, so we'll see. Oh, Thad's in the chat saying hello, talking about Henry and John who getting more involved. Uh, that we're just talking about maybe moving on from, from Henry and John who, but but I mean, listen, honestly, if the Patriots look at them and think we're not going to get two guys that are better than them and we're going to stick around with them, I, you know, I wouldn't hate it. And I do think that, you know, he'll find a way to get those guys open more consistently, right? And so, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm and interested I think, to see what it looks like.
0: And Johnny Smith, like the, the, cri- the biggest criticism I've had of him is that he just does not look like he knows what he's doing on the field Right. in a way that like, like, Hen- like Hunter Henry is a worse blocker than Johnny Smith, but he routinely was executing blocks better. Like, uh, especially if you look at the bills film, they were doing some of the, the last game of the season, they were doing some of the stuff they would do with Johnny, but with Henry out there, and he executed it better because yeah. he actually went into it full speed because he knew what he was doing. He committed to it, and Johnny just couldn't. I don't know what was going on with that. But maybe I, I'm, I'm not a johnny guy anymore. I loved that signing. But you never know. Maybe the reason he didn't know what he was doing was because of the coaching, and the change in coaches is going to help him. Yeah, uh, and that, awesome. I think they can if they cut him as a post-June 1st designation, um, they can save, I think, $4 million next year. Which I think is enough that you have to think about doing it, but not so much that like like they have it out if they want it, but they don't have to take it if they think he can contribute.
1: Right. Yeah. It's not like obvious where it's like, okay, we can just basically walk away from this as like Trent Brown, who has an eleven million dollar cap hit, you can cut him and it and it's like a one point five million dollar dead cap pit. So you so you can free up almost ten million dollars in cap space by cutting by cutting Trent Brown. You might not want to do that, but you can. Um okay. You know, so, and so no,
0: there are let me say there are no like good free agent tackles out there. Some of the, like some of the best free agent tackles on the market all have the exact same penalty issues that Trent Brown does. So it might be out of the frying pan into the fire if we move on from him.
1: I'll tell you what, unless though.
0: unless we nail like, two draft picks,
1: right? Well, and the hard thing is like Mike McGlinchey looked awesome, but like it's hard because he's got Trent Williams on the other side. Like Trent Williams is really good. Juwan Taylor has been solid for Jacksonville. I feel like they're going to throw a bag at him issues, right? and he's had penalty issues. Yes. Uh, yeah. He's the guy that's offsides on every play. He's just, he, yeah. he's a false start on every single play. And it's like, well, they can't call it on me on every play. If I just do it every single time, you know what I mean?
0: Well, and here's the thing, now that it's like on tape for a full season here, if I'm doing that next year, they're going to start calling it. Like that's right. one of those where they adjust. And, like yeah, the, the exactly. refs make adjustments too. In the off season, I coaches do like make tapes of penalties and send them to refs and say, Hey, this guy does this. Make sure you call it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure exactly. that's going to be going on with him. Oh.
1: Uh, and lucky Irish asked about a new special teams coach. I, I don't know for sure. And Thad mentioned this too, uh, back to him. Uh, I think it's probably going to be Joe judge. It makes the most sense for it to be Joe judge. It seems like that was the report that someone came out with Joe judge being the, the head coach of the special teams and KMA court being like the special teams assistant coach.
0: Yeah. Was you it, know, nothing, so they, nothing
1: confirmed or anything that, I don't So they think.
0: formally announced Bill O'Brien. Did yes. they announce him as just OC or OC and QB coach?
1: You know what, though? I don't think the Patriots ever – the Patriots never tweeted anything out about it.
0: Did they, yeah, that's what I was trying to remember. Mike from, from Reese did,
1: but the Patriots mm-hmm. did not. Um, I don't – I don't believe. Well,
0: that's – like we never really know. Like, they, they'll they refresh the coaches page on their website one day in the middle of the summer, and we'll know for
1: right. sure. And we're like, oh, okay. Uh, I, bill I O'Brien. That. That's it. Not, not Bill O'Brien. For... Bill, bill Murray.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. He's – yeah, that's the big signing. The big bill that we added today
1: for next year. Yeah, so bill the Murray. Patriots – the Patriots.com says report Patriots yeah. to reunite with Bill O'Brien as offensive coordinator. So they don't – they didn't announce him as anything um no so you know
0: yeah so yeah we'll see we'll see what happens there um i'm curious because i would have to imagine joe judge is moving on from qb could probably back to special teams or, or whatever they're yeah, going to do yeah, yeah. um also, I watching some of the special teams film from this year too i'm also like i think cam a is an issue i'm also it might just be some of those players aren't that good at special teams watching some of the stuff. There's just a whole bunch of guys that are really, really inconsistent. And that's why we were allowing the big plays. And that's where it's like, I think coaching is a factor, but it might not be as big of a factor as we think. And I also think there was just some horrendous luck with penalties and guys falling over and getting knocked 100%. down. Like,
1: yeah. And those things happen. You know, those. I'd like happen. Joe
0: judge back on special teams, but I think, I think Cam Accord is not a good special teams coach, but he wasn't as bad as it looked this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that makes sense. Um, all right. So, uh, do we want to get into, let's get into the, uh, divisional, just super quick divisional recap. Uh, Matt went and zero over the weekend. 4-0 on his picks. I went two and two on my picks. Um I, I mean Jacksonville. Uh, yeah. Jacksonville's never going to have a better chance than the chance they had on Saturday. Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. Not
0: they weren't going to with this group of guys at least. <laughs>
1: and it was like, man, like what else could you possibly ask for? And they just couldn't close the deal.
0: They couldn't make play with those drops and
1: you know, they God. dropped a few interceptions. They dropped passes. It's like, you know, and it's like, all right, well, Mahomes is hurt. He's hobbling out there. And you give up a 98-yard touchdown drive to Chad freaking Henney. And the first play of the drive. Michigan legend, Chad. Yeah, I know, right? The first play of the drive set the tone for me because the first play of the drive was a five-yard pass, quick pass over the middle to a wide-open Travis Kelsey. I'm like, you're at the two-yard line. Why are you back 10 yards at the line of scrimmage? What are you doing? Yep. It's it's incredibly stupid. You should have been up at the line of scrimmage, forcing him to hold on to the ball. If he's got to go to his like third or fourth read there, maybe he gets sacked and it's a safety. Like you don't know. You know what I mean? It, but instead you let him just dump it off to Travis Kelsey wide open over the middle for like a five, and Kelsey, of course, turns it into six yards. So now you're at the eight yard line and it's second and four. And it's like, yeah. and then they were off and running, well, you know, and they said that
0: Kelsey is also really, really good. I think, well, it, yes, if there's, but, but you can't, leave there's one, wide one open like that. Yeah. I think there's this is one lesson that, that's really been like driven home for me since 2018. It's just how important having that guy at tight end is for any quarterback. Like yeah. just, does that makes it life so much easier for Chad Henney to have that guy when you need to make a play, just a guy you can chuck it at and he's going to make something happen. Right. Uh, Buccaneers didn't have that guy. Patriots have not really had that guy this season. Not they haven't. Patrick,
1: ha- Gronk leaves and the
0: offense just falls apart. Like, yeah, it's true. But did you see what Gronk was saying on one of his interviews that he might? He was talking about like I'll just kind of train a bit in the offseason season, and wait until the week <laughs> before the Super Bowl, and then pick one of the teams go play for them.
1: <laughs> he probably could too. <sighs> Why not? Um. But so yeah, so. So anyway, so the Jags lose, Chiefs win, but Mahomes is hobbled. That that game scares me. That game scares the hell out of me um, as a Patriots fan. But we'll get to that. Um, Philly just curb stomped the Giants. It wasn't even close. That game was never close. Philly is a wagon. Uh, people, I think, forgot how good Philly was. And the Vikings made the Giants look good. And yeah. Philly just absolutely demolished them.
0: Yeah, and that's, I mean, I think that's just how good those teams were this year. Yeah. The Giants were the kind of the best of a not the best but one of the better teams in a mediocre group and yep. the Eagles are one of the three four best teams in all of football. So right. I think that like no I don't think this is any the Giants didn't do anything wrong. No shame to them. This is just the Eagles are that good and yeah. and that game was over pretty much immediately. It didn't I mean, take long. I look- I went out to get food on Saturday. Like I went out to grab food. I came back. And I was like all right, let me let me catch the start of the game, turn on the TV, the Eagles for scoring as I turned it on. And I was yeah. all right, well, that was
1: quick. No, yeah, it was over. Yeah, it was over. It was over before it started. Uh oh and Thad's brother's an Eagles fan. So I'm sure he's pumped. Um <laughs> but uh so okay, that's Sunday night, Saturday night. Sunday morning. Oh man. Oh, it's so glorious. Like we just we just need to just appreciate for a second. Just appreciate the Bills Dynasty. Unable to win a home playoff game in the snow against the Bengals.
0: It's a dome team. The the oh, Bills the Bills are just the Indianapolis Colts.
1: Again. They, they are. I mean, it's crazy to think about, but they yeah. really are a dome team.
0: Yeah. I think the, the other thing, too, we kind of slept on with the Bills team is the fact that, like, they got really, really hurt in a they lot did. of spots sure. on defense. And the offense, like, Cape Davis is not – that good, he had one of the worst drop rates of any receiver out there. Like if you think Nels Maglar is bad, Gabe Davis is like twice as bad. Yeah, Gabe Davis has fourteen drops in the last two seasons here. He had nine this year. It's awful. That's uh, the offensive line too is not that good. So I think like the Bills might have the two best players in the field and Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, but guys three through eleven at any given point were just way worse than who the Bengals had.
1: And hearing Bills Mafia lose their minds all all night, Sunday night, all day on Monday, then you, you're seeing tweets about you know, the Bengals. It was unfair because they were wearing the white jerseys in the snow and you couldn't see anything. That was like a I Daily like, Mail article. Are are that's a classic. kidding
0: daily. me? I was like, "What is this the
1: Onion? Like, what are you talking about? You can't... Well, it's
0: the, it was the Daily Mail, so basically the Onion.
1: <laughs> right, right. It's like, come on, you know, and that. <laughs> And it's like they got an unfair advantage. And and you mentioned it before on the podcast. But, like, if you're talking about a neutral site game, that's got to be the neutral site game. Like, if yeah. you can't predict the outcome of that game, and they both won the next weekend, which they did, if the Bengals had won, they would have been two. So the yeah. Bills are two, and they just get the two seed. And the Bengals were pissed about that, and I think rightfully yeah. so.
0: And I love you – know? I've – I have not, I'm not a Zach Taylor guy, at least I haven't been. But the way he's motivated the team right. around that and gotten them angry yeah. is amazing. Joe, you, you, you saw the coin flip thing Joe Mixon did week 18, right? Yeah, it
1: was so good. Oh, and so you saw
0: good. the comment he said to Goodell yep. afterwards. So we'll coin flip to see if I pay this fine. I loved that. If Roger Goodell was a more fun human being, he would have taken him up on that offer for the fine and actually done a coin flip for it.
1: Right. That would like that have been unbelievable. That would have been fun.
0: People people would they have laughed they could have televised,
1: it would have been sick, you know?
0: Yeah. But yeah.
1: It, it's it's one of those he's it's one top. of those things <laughs> to me. And Burrow borrow at the end of the game when he's like, oh, I hope they get their refunds, like, man.
0: That, oh, it's those just great. Favorites. You know, I'm and on. I'm on Joe Burrow TikTok right now, and it's just—it's all—it's all quotes from the Bengals and like T-shirts that are being printed about that.
1: It's just great, and and that's the type—that's the attitude you want your team to have. That's the attitude that you want your team to have, and and you know, you talk about the Patriots in the '04 Super Bowl against the Eagles, right? And mm-hmm. and the Eagles had published the parade route, and Bill just that. monotone, "Hey, you know, I mean." Oh look, goes down Broad Street at you know yeah. 11 a.m. Schools won't
0: be in session.
1: You guys want to be there, like they're gonna cancel there will be school. A to... man. <laughs> and he just and he's just reading it off monotone. And Rodney later was like, I would have run through a goddamn brick wall. Like I was ready to kill oh. someone in that. I
0: was. I'm thinking about know? the the 01 AFC Championship game too, where the the Steelers yeah. had their bags packed in the tunnel so they could fly to New Orleans after the game. And the that's guy, one the guy of my lawyer Malloy talking about seeing that or yeah. beginning this or whatever.
1: Yep, that's one of my favorite one of my favorite quotes of all time comes from they they show it at the hall um, during the hall video whatever, but it's Gil and he's like, despite the prognostications of doom, prognostications of the Patriots doom have showed up ever. and will play the game. And I
0: was like, it's so good. Man. Um, I'm gonna have to throw on my O1 DVD again after. This. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's so that's three
0: but, games to glory.
1: But this is what it's all about. You find a way to motivate yourself. And that's why the game this Sunday scares me. As a guy who desperately wants us to the Chiefs lose. And I think the Chiefs should lose because I think the Bengals are better. Everyone's gonna be picking the Bengals this week. Everyone's gonna be picking the Bengals this yeah. week. Their Everyone's favorites. gonna be talking about yeah. They didn't open on the road, but they
0: are now. Yeah. Right.
1: Everyone's gonna be Which, talking about how you know
0: that. You know,
1: no, I was just gonna say everyone's gonna talk about how how Mahomes is hurt. Burrow's three and zero against the Chiefs. Mahomes never beat Burrow. Blah, 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 all this stuff, and that's gonna motivate the Chiefs to play their best. Now, again, is Mahomes gonna be healthy? No, is he gonna be you know close to healthy? Maybe not. I don't know. But like, I, don't, I would. I just you can't count that team out, and especially with the extra motivation of of being the, the extra motivation of them being underdogs at home. That's crazy, man. Like I, pff, I, yeah, I don't feel good yeah. about that game.
0: You know what? It reminds me a little bit of, um, Oh, four in the divisional round when the Pats played the Colts and the Colts had just come off demolishing the Broncos scored all over them. And I look, I just double the Patriots were favored at kickoff, but uh, the line came down to hats minus one at home against the Colts now. And that's according to pro football reference. I don't know where they're getting that from. So sure. There were some sites out there that had that as pick them or had that as Colts favored in a division. like, and that's kind of getting those vibes of, of that Um, it's Sunday. is going to be one heck of a day of football. Yes, Those are two. Did I, do you know where I'm going to be on Sunday? Did I tell you this, by the way? <laughs> no. Um, I'm going down to do basketball coverage. Providence is playing at Villanova on Sunday. I've been planning this for months. The games at Wells Fargo Center at noon on Sunday. Oh that shares Lord. the parking lot with Lincoln Financial Field. I'm going to be <laughs> like 200 feet from that game in that the parking lot when it kicked off. Yeah, so that's I'm taking the... We're, I'm taking the train in, like I'm not gonna try to drive and deal with no, that, not no. not bring any path to gear with me. Dude, you gotta get Irwin.
1: there early and walk around the
0: tailgates. That tailgate's gonna be oh.
1: nuts over there. That'd be crazy.
0: Yeah. Oh, there's um speaking of tailgates, I'm excited to see what it was the it was the Bills tailgaters. One of the guys who does tailgates there has a TikTok account about what he cooks. And he oh, did really? like, his final one of the year and it was all like some kind of like breakfast sandwiches. That he was making on the Blackstone out in the snow. It looked so good. Oh,
1: my after. goodness. All right.
0: But, yeah. Love it. Love this. Love this. We'll it. have to. Maybe cool. we'll go to a Pats game, tailgate it, and break, break out some of those recipes. The Bills love know it. how to do that. I'll give him credit.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. So, all right. Final game of the weekend was the, uh, the Cowboys. The Cowboys <laughs> and Niners. And the Cowboys just. The Cowboys <laughs> are the Cowboys. They're like the Chargers. They just. They just. They can't do it. And I really thought. I said this week. I picked the Cowboys to win. Um because I thought Brock Purdy was going to struggle. I thought the Cowboys' defense had enough, and they did. They did have enough. Brock Purdy struggled. He wasn't very good. He was okay, but he wasn't very good. And the offense could never get it going. And San Fran is a great defense, don't get me wrong. But the offense could never get it going. Dak threw two really bad interceptions. And, you know, when you needed guys to make a play, the ball got tipped, and Trayvon Diggs, and he was gone. It was a pick six. He was gone for a touchdown. He dropped it right in his hands. And the ball got tipped at the line of scrimmage and and whatever, but like it hit him in the hands. If he catches that ball, the game is it's a whole new game because they were in the red zone there. Like that's when they I believe that's when they went up by seven. So now yeah. the Cowboys would have gone up by seven. It just it changes the game. Um and yeah. you see the way Dak played, and you see it just it's crazy that it happens every freaking year. I think they so they broke their record now. This is now the twelfth time, the twelfth consecutive time that the Cowboys have made the playoffs and not made the conference championship. Twelve consecutive playoff appearances without getting to the conference championship game. That's well, and, that's and downright the, the impressive.
0: Thing, well, and the thing here is like they're not a better team than the 49ers, and they had to go on the road. The reason right. like they're this isn't like like to a certain extent, it's bad luck, and there's some real bad losses in there this isn't one on this is they just didn't have the team this year they did not have the guys to get this done that San Fran defense is something incredible like I know like we're gonna laugh at that last play design as we should because that was hilarious but the tackle that Ward made on that that oh I was just absolutely beautiful perfect tackle rock him hard hit and that's that kind of sums up the 49ers defense you do anything on offense that messes up they're going to hit you as hard as possible and they're right. going to make your life miserable and you're not getting any extra yards.
1: Yeah. I didn't so, think the play. I didn't think the play design was, was as bad as everyone's kind of giving it, kind of saying it was, it's hilarious to see Zeke get absolutely plowed over <laughs> right <laughs> when the ball gets snapped. Well, they, they you called know, the,
0: but, ti- the San Frank called the timeout and clearly was like, all right, well, we're going to send two guys cause they can't block it if they right. don't throw it immediately. And we're just going to sit on whatever they do. And I don't, I love the personnel. I just don't get why you're throwing it there. Why is that not an instant screen pass?
1: Well, that's what I understand. You got three linemen out wide with a with a wide receiver or behind them. Why wouldn't you on throw each, it to him?
0: They did two on each side. That, oh, that was the side. whole point of this. Right.
1: This whole
0: point of this thing was to get it outside the numbers and to get the blockers downfield.
1: Right. So figured, why would you throw it in the need, middle of the field? Stupid.
0: Yeah. And I also was like, I feel like if you're doing that, you'd rather have your actual center out there, and then maybe like two linemen and two tight ends or something like that. Well, uh, not get, even
1: uh, – my thing is that I, I think they wanted Zeke to be there for like as like a pitch guy, which is fine. So put the center at the center spot and put Zeke next to Dak. And now he's they, out there. It's just – I don't know. I
0: think – I don't think they anticipated the defense rushing on it. And San Fran called the timeout and was like, well, if they come out with that same thing, we're just going to rush. And well, why all didn't have a second right. – it's just, there. that's just
1: dumb why wouldn't you I think do wonder
0: I do wonder how long they practiced that I'm curious yeah I wonder what that looked like in practice I have no
1: idea but that's funny um all right so who you got this weekend so we have so we have uh the NFC game is the first game it's mm-hmm. gonna be right. Philadelphia v San Francisco of course in Philadelphia uh right where you're gonna be um you'll be it's almost like you'll be at the game but you won't be um and so uh just just to, to a recap, thing, just to recap, just recap, your four and puts mm-hmm. you at six and four overall.
0: Yeah, and I nailed my, the, uh you should sure the divisional rounds, just putting that out. I like, sure awful did. in the wild card, but I made up for it.
1: Yep. And my uh two and two makes me seven and three. So it's a heck of a lot closer than it was after opening weekend. Of course I went five and one opening weekend. Um and you know, what are you gonna do? So uh Sam, Fran or Philly, who you got?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. We need to like, I, I need to make up ground on you here. So you can that's just true. pick whoever I say. And no, I'm not. Gonna,
1: I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I okay. promise. I promise. I, I mean, it's possible that I will do that. I already have my two picked though. So okay.
0: If we make the same picks, that's gonna be really. Uh, if we make them, I might change them. and I need to do something. It's okay. if
1: You know, it's that's fine.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna go Philly though, at home in this one. The key for me is that uh, San Fran's corners are there weak spot on defense and Philly actually has the receivers to take advantage by the Cowboys have a CD lamb and then a whole lot of nothing. They had to sign Ty right. Hilton. Like they, they got nothing at receiver. So um, the fact that like they have two burners who can take advantage of that, if they can protect Jalen hurts at all, I think he can burn that defense outside the numbers once or twice. And that might be all they need to win that one.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I'm with you here, Philly, because <sighs> listen, It's funny because last week I picked with my head and not my heart, and I'm doing the same thing again this week in this game because I want San Fran to win because I don't like Philly. But I love Jalen Hurts. And so it's like – and the other part of it for me is that, you know, I thought Brock Brady was going to struggle last week. He did. But the Cowboys aren't good enough to take advantage of that. I think he's going to struggle again this week against a significantly better Eagles defense than it was a Cowboys defense. And – if he does, the Eagles can absolutely take advantage of that, and so I think that's where the Eagles win. It might be a it might be an ugly game, but I think that the Eagles win. Uh, and I'll go, I'll go AFC Championship game first. I'll do the AFC Championship right, game first. Well, uh, and this one, I'm I'm 100% picking on my heart. I don't care. I'm picking the Bengals. I have to. I have to pick the Bengals because I can't pick Kansas City. I can't. I just can't do it. I can see Kansas City winning. I can absolutely see it, and I can see everyone saying we overlooked them. We talked about the Bengals all week long. Everyone discounted them. Everyone said Mahomes couldn't play because the ankle, and they won anyways. I could a hundred percent see that happening, but I can't pick. I can't. I
0: all can't right. pick the freaking Chiefs. <laughs> right, so we we came into this with the exact same picks. Then so <laughs> I'm gonna it. go. Revi- I'm gonna go revisionist history here and change my NFC pick, and okay. then. Well, I'll I'll play Devils. You can't pick
1: the Chiefs, team. right? Like you can't pick the Chiefs.
0: No, I have to pick the. I'm gonna go. I gotta. I gotta get one of these here to catch up on you. So I gotta so go you, against you on both. Uh,
1: oh, you going both? You going against yeah. me on both?
0: Oh, you're go going on San both. Fran and, and
1: Kansas City. So oh, pick, babe.
0: I'm revising this. Revising this to San Fran. Okay. Uh, only because I think the 49ers can run on the Eagles. That's
1: true. Yeah, you're right about that.
0: The, the Eagles' defense is good. I think they'll be able to run on them, and. For as much as I talked up the corners of Fran being the weakness, I think there's also still questions about how Jalen Hurts is actually gonna look against like an elite defense. I think yeah. he's he's one of the best quarterbacks in football right now. How you handle this moment determines if you are like a top five guy or if you're a top ten guy. That this okay. is this is and I'm not entirely sold that he's gonna be able to place the pinpoint throws he needs to under pressure to beat a defense like this. So he can't do that. I don't think either team is equipped to come from behind, is also the big thing. Yeah. So if one of these teams makes big plays early, I thought Brock Purdy was poised last week. I think he's ready for the moment. So I'll go Niners there. And then since I have to go the opposite, I'm going to go Chiefs. Okay. Mahomes is is that good. Mahomes, even with a bum ankle, is one of the best quarterbacks in all of football. Travis Kelsey is almost uncoverable. Right. Mahomes has reached a new level at reading defenses, too. And I think he might be able to get through the Bengals and three Bengals have beaten the Chiefs three times here. All three of them the Chiefs had the lead in the fourth quarter. Right. It's At true. At some point I think the Chiefs are going to break through and do it. Right. So in this case we get the the Chiefs 49ers rematch from uh the 2019 season.
1: Yeah, I just, you know, yeah. It's certainly possible. I I do think it's interesting um to say the least to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, what I at, what I
0: want is Bengals Forty Nine ers. By the way, that's what I'm rooting for. I think that's the most fun. That would be that would nights. be a
1: really fun matchup. I agree. And, you know, I think it's fun for me when you look at uh, Kansas City. Uh, so my thing, so my thing is, I think Kansas City. I'm very terrified that Sunday night, everyone's sitting there like we're a bunch of big dumb idiots. We overlook Kansas City. You know Mahomes yeah. is great. You know Kelsey is great and we overlooked them anyways. Like what the hell's wrong with us? You know, like
0: yeah.
1: I can certainly see that happening uh on Sunday. So that, that scares the crap out of me. So we'll see. We'll see. Cause Chiefs getting in yeah. there again. I'm like, come on, dude. We can't they can't make another play, another Super Bowl. So by the way, Mahomes looks like he's the odds on favor to win the win the MVP. Not, not a guarantee, of course. <laughs> Uh, since 1999, when Kurt Warner won the MVP, the NFL MVP is 0 and nine in the Super Bowl. Thirteen times they have made the Conference Finals, um, and they're nine and four in the conference. So, uh, four other teams have lost in the Conference Finals as well. Uh, and again, 0 and nine in the Super Bowl. That includes a Brady yeah. year as well. So, um, it's it's really pretty incredible. I think they always make the playoffs, and and then either they lose. They've lost in wild card games. I mean, remember the uh the the Packers went fifteen and one one year and lost in the first round, and it's just you know.
0: Did they lose that? Which year was that? Oh, was, was that twenty eleven? No, it was 2010. it twenty ten? Twenty ten, the year that both the Packers and it was it was twenty eleven, and I think they lost to the Giants. Yeah, they lost to the Giants at home, I think. And then maybe they it lost. was. Maybe And then right. the Giants beat the Niners in the NFC Championship, and that's when the Patriots played them.
1: Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right.
0: I think that's how that went. So which let me tell you, I remember I still remember that 49ers Giants NFC Championship game where the Niners had a chance to win it and the guy they couldn't stop like fumbling punts or whatever. Brutal. And the Niner punt returner fumbled a punt last game against the Cowboys. And that's all I could think of So we've been here before.
1: Yeah. Yep. We have been. So um so yeah, nothing's worse than Brett Favre throwing a freaking interception in overtime against the goddamn Giants in 07. They
0: beat beat the Packers if they play them. They
1: would have killed the Packers if they played
0: them. The the Giants had the one specific combination of things to beat that team, and they'd played them before. Mm -hmm. That was one thing. um, Did you ever read? I don't even remember what site it was on at this point. It might have been the Players' Tribune. It might be an old ringer piece. I can't remember. Maybe um, it was was an article talking about the 07 Pats offense and the way it changed football, but the intro – has quotes from the Miami Dolphins player that Randy Moss caught touchdowns over in that like week two game in 07. <laughs> and he was talking about how like they prepared and they saw it on the film and everything was right. And they go out there and he's just so much faster than you think he is. And so much yeah. bigger. And he's and like, it, he's, he's like, covered... I was in the right spot to make the play. And then I'm right. on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, and that's
1: something else, man.
0: The fact that we saw we played them twice. I think was tough because they got that, that jolt out of their system and they were already adjusted to what the speed was going to be.
1: Yeah. One that's one of my one of my favorite um one of my <laughs> this guy, I love this dude. Hold on. This this comment made my day. So thank you, sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> people in the chat room are trying to chat with each other, but you guys keep on talking and talking. It's very distracting for us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> we keep talking every conversation. I love it.
0: An, an active Looks chat today i love it <laughs> it Absolutely is it's great love
1: it. i love it it's awesome oh, yeah talking yeah. to each other it's great yeah. um, I, I
0: confirmed by the way the packers were the team that went 15 and one. they lost 37 to 20 at home to the 2011 giants in the that's so
1: round. embarrassing oh, it's which so is embarrassing.
0: also that's the reason we never got the brady um rogers or brady Favre Super Bowls that we thought we could have yeah. because for a while there it was just like a like 2010 it would have been i think pats packers the Pat's yep. lost. Pats and then twenty eleven probably would have been Pat's Packers, but the Packers lost.
1: Right, right. Yep. Yep. So um so anyways. So all right. So let's get into uh we're we're running a little long here. Let's get into our prospects. No, Shrine I bowl running long? I know. This is what happens all the time. Uh we have a we have a whole announcement at the end that we didn't even get to Jesus Christ. Anyways maybe we'll save that <laughs> for next week. I don't know. Um anyways so Shrine Bowl is next week. Uh it's next Thursday?
0: To say? it's yeah it's february 2nd which is why what, we wanted to get ahead of it a little bit now just to make sure yeah. we at least one episode before right
1: so what we're going to do is we're each going to give you two prospects i actually have two extras and i know you have an extra one as well so mm-hmm. we're really going to give you like five or six prospects to take a look at um one offense one defense and then my two extras are both on offense i don't know about you but um okay but nevertheless um <laughs> so um so uh, I'll go first. AJ Finley yeah. is my first guy. Safety from Ole Miss, six three, two hundred pounds. Uh, he's playing on the east side. Uh, he's got good speed. He's got, he's got good speed. He is a deep safety. Uh, seems like you kind of need a deep safety. He's more than likely going to be a third round, a third, third round, a day three pick. I would think. That's kind of that's where I'm at right now. I'm looking at him like, "Hey, I kind of like that. Really good man coverage skills, like significantly better in man coverage than he is in zone coverage. Not the best tackler, but like he wants to tackle. He just doesn't have great form to tackle and he's not super strong right now. Um, but he has like awesome size, solid speed, has has um experience playing the position and I mean, his ideal fit is literally a deep safety in a man coverage team. That's like literally what the Patriots do. So, <laughs> um, so that's why it's like he's a little bit down the roster. He's not—he's not a guy who's gonna, you know, be like a McCourty and draft in the first round. But he could be a guy that you draft a little bit later on. It might be a developmental piece. He may not start right away, but he could be a guy in you know in two or three years at taking over that McCourty role. Um, and so that's—I—I keep an eye on him this week. I'm—I'm I'm excited to see what he does
0: very interesting very interesting yeah well i'll counter with my my defensive player here who's on the west side that's the side the patriots are coaching right. um i'm forgetting who the defensive coordinator is for this for the Pats yeah. in this one i'm forgetting is it covington
1: although he no no he's uh he's on the he's in the senior bowl right is covington in the senior bowl demarcus covington
0: i don't remember um i don't know but yeah the pats are coaching this troy brown's gonna be the head coach for the patriots in this this thing So, uh, yeah, I'm going with a defensive back from LSU, Jarek Bernard Converse, who, who made some big plays for them. He had a pick in their bowl game. He had a pick on the first drive of the game against Alabama. Yeah, so he's had a couple clutch plays for LSU. He's started a crazy number of games in his career, too. He started at Oklahoma State He played five years of college. He started nine games his freshman year, and then every game of the next three years, plus nine for lsu so he's super experienced i don't know if he has high-end athletic tools that's what i kind of want to see but he can play a little bit of safety and corner he can do a lot of stuff he's a good tackler he seems like the kind of day three guy where if the patriots get there like they're gonna get their eyes on him they're gonna get to work with him they're gonna see how coachable he is the athletic traits are there and they like what they see he's the type of guy who they could draft on day three instant special teamer and he gives you upside at Kind of a Jalen Mills type guy who can play a little bit for you.
1: I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. So all right, I'm going to football to the offensive side of the ball. I'm staying on the East side as well. Uh, so again, uh, that's who the Vikings? No. Falcons. Falcons. The Falcons are coaching them, which means they may not get coached up very well, but you know, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Uh, I'm going to go with Killian Zyrer. I, I got I butchered that name but that's okay uh he's an offensive tackle from Auburn six seven almost 300 pounds just a shade under 300 pounds super long arms very athletic uh it's super early on so we don't know exactly i I think he's gonna he's gonna end up being similar to like a trevor penning type of guy where mm-hmm. he has the athleticism and he's probably should be a day you know a day two pick but he might jump into the end of that first round conversation because of the athleticism that he has. His technique isn't great. He's a little over aggressive at times, but he is aggressive and he's mean and he's nasty and he just a I mean he's he's pretty powerful when he gets into a guy. And so so I like I like him a lot. Oh, also oh, by the way, uh, playing in Auburn, which I think is in the SEC, right? Auburn's in the SEC. Yes, yeah, it is decent. I think they're pretty good. Um, three hundred thirty-nine, three hundred thirty-nine pass rushing snaps, zero sacks, four hurries, two QB hits, and six pressures.
0: Wow, they're pretty damn good. That's, not, that's pretty good. So he's productive, productive in a good conference, and he's got yep. uh, some nice athleticism there.
1: Yep. So we'll see, we'll see. And like I say, I I, I wonder if if the athleticism will, will kind of bump him from around two to around one guy, which would probably put him out of the Patriots price range. But, you know, maybe a day two pick, depending on, you know, what you do in day one, you might go off the tackle uh, in day two. And he'd be a guy that I think would be really interesting to
0: look at. Interesting. Interesting. All right, I'll go with my offensive guy. And also a guy that I think they could get on day two here, local kid at a Boston college. And that's Zay Flowers. I know Evan Lazar put together some clips of him on Twitter. and He's just an electric, probably slot receiver. I, again, I want to see what the actual, like what the combine looks like for him. He's a little undersized and I'm not hundred percent sure how fast he actually is, but he's ridiculously quick. He gets open. He makes contested catches too. He had a little Jahan Dotson in him where he's able to just, he plays bigger and he's able to make catches at times. And he's... A freak in the slot. He has some reps where you watch it. You're just he's dropping guys, and uh, he's good against zone too. He's good at finding soft spots. Like he, he reminded me a little bit of uh, both Edelman and like Chris Hogan in that way. Obviously not Chris Hogan's size. He's under six foot. Right. But who can just find the soft spots? He'll settle down. He'll make the catch, and he'll throttle up. His game against Rutgers was ridiculous with some of his yards after the catch. Um, I think he'd be a nice safety valve for Mac to have out there. The only concern with him is an eleven percent drop rate for his career, which, like I was, we complained about Nelson Angolor. He's in the four to five percent range, just for comparison here. So drops are an issue for him, and he's smaller. So he, I, I like the upside. The Shrine Bowl will be a chance for the coaches to kind of figure out what he is and how much of an issue that is, how coachable he is, and. I think it's you get the information. So if you if you if he's already on the Patriots board, they're going to know whether or not they want to draft him, probably in the second round.
1: Yeah, yeah, certainly could happen. And there's already talk about him maybe bumping into that first round. But again, if the if the have to have a
0: good combine to do that.
1: Yeah, and if the drops are really that big of a question, I I just I don't know how you do it, especially at his size. You know, but you never know. You never know. Um. So all right, I got two extra guys. I know you have an extra guy as well. Um. So my my two extra guys. I'm gonna be very honest with you guys. I'm gonna be very honest with 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 everyone out there. I just picked these guys specifically because of their names because their names are outrageously amazing. Uh, the first one is Jada Kiss Bonds. Anyone that grew up in the '90s, right, knows who Jada Kiss is. I mean, come on, dude. Like, let's go. Uh, Jada Kiss Bonds, wide receiver from Hampton. Uh, obviously, the lead name, 6'4", 200 pounds. So he's a little skinny. But man, he's a big kid. He he's aggressive with the ball in his hands. He's really good after the catch. It says that he ran a four six five forty, but it doesn't look like it. He doesn't get caught from behind very often. He played at Hampton, so like maybe he's not playing against the fastest guys in the world. But he looks faster on the field than four six five, which is incredibly slow, especially for a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, and so I'm interested to see what happens this week in practice and then in the game if he can move at that size um i'm i'm really fascinated to see um you know to see to see what it looks what it looks like and then and then Jackie Chen is as the other one it's so close to Jackie Chen but Jackie Chen uh off a tackle from Pace University actually Pace University 65310 another elite name just i mean come on elite name um athletic build comes from a super small school um He, he has a a decent amount of power and pop and his athleticism is ridiculous. Didn't play football until his sophomore year of high school. Um, and so he's very, he's kind of unpolished, but he's again, strong kid. His movement skills and his quickness is one of his biggest things. And so, uh, he's a guy that probably going to be a later round pick coming from a small school like that. Mm Mm-hmm. But the Patriots aren't afraid to do that. And we saw him, you know, we saw Cole Strange last year in the first round. So this Kyle guy is Lugger, this Lenore Run. Exactly. So this kid isn't yeah. going to be a first, or first, or probably even second round pick, but I don't know. Has a really good week at the Shrine Bowl and then, and then lights it up at the combine. You never know, I guess. But, mm-hmm. um, but Pace University is pretty, uh, pretty sweet.
0: That's, that's something else right there.
1: Yeah. Jackie Chen. Yeah. Come on, dude. Yeah. His parents moved, his parents moved here from, uh, china when they when him and his sister were little to try to give them a better life and so and actually in an interview i was reading he said they're like if you could have dinner with three people alive or dead and he's like wow my grandfather died last year and you know i wasn't able to say goodbye because of covid and stuff and so he's like him and then jackie chan because like he's awesome and my name is super close to him and i'm like
0: this guy's the man we have to get after this guy (laughs) that oh my god that's that's then again
1: then again eugene chung I just I get bad memories of Eugene Jung. So so but
0: yeah, you know, Jackie Chen.
1: I mean, come on. It's gotta be good. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, I got my my last player here, my bonus player. I know I know we've been looking to fix up the New England offense. It's not an offensive player, there's a guy who can score a lot of points for you. This oh baby kicker, Jake Moody out of Michigan. He had a 59-yard field goal against TCU wow, in the um, Fiesta Bowl. He didn't miss an extra point once in college. Obviously, those are the the shorter the shorter kicks there. He's made a lot of kicks. He was an All American back in twenty twenty one. He had sixty six touchbacks this season too, and over a hundred and one kickoffs. So, kid has a leg, and he's been very reliable for Michigan. Yeah, not probably not quite as good this past season as the Wolverines were hoping, but really good kicker and he's on the west team so they're going to get their eyes on him they're going to get to work with him love it this week and they need a kicker they need a kickoff specialist this guy can do both he was highly recruited like this is and they had quinn Nordin, So they have a history here with the michigan Tigers. very true it's a good point it's a good point
1: so hey i'm down with it i'm down with it i like it i like it all so there's five names for you to watch out for uh i don't know if the practices will be televised but i'm sure i'm sure we'll that? get clips and stuff like that. So
0: yeah
1: um it's not like the senior bowl where that stuff's going to be televised or anything so but uh but i think we'll get clips and, and things like that online so
0: i'm sure we'll get reports just, of some kind yeah this is again uh, troy bryan being the head coach of this is so interesting to me um yeah. And I, I like that he's getting that experience i like that they're getting into this they drafted a bunch of shrine shrine bowl guys in the past too so you put it all together it's if they don't draft anybody from the Shrine Bowl this year, it's because they got their hands on them and said no, thanks, none of these guys are going to be good and I'm going to feel good about that.
1: Right. 100%. What well, did they draft four. I think they drafted four guys from the Shrine Bowl last year. I know it was uh Tyquan, Jack Jones, um crap, who else was it? Um Oh, Strong Pierre Strong.
0: Mhm. Was Kevin Harris or no? I don't think Kevin no, Harris. No, it was, was
1: uh uh the, the uh Sam Roberts, the D tackle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then LeBron the Ray somebody. LeBrian yeah. Ray and someone else, too, that they signed as well. So
0: they like they like the guys to come through this. So and it's not as stacked right. for roster as it usually is. A lot of these guys are late round names, right? But um still interesting stuff. And hey, you need to you need to nail the late round ones too. Well, you and can you find know studs I, there.
1: I think that's almost better. If you're coaching that team, I to me it gives you a leg up because some of these guys that are late round picks, yeah, you do you due diligence, of course. You do your due do, do, do diligence on everyone but you get to see those guys up close and personal and like when you're you know when you're meeting with a team that has really good players on it like a, you know a team in auburn maybe isn't quite as good as they as they have been in the past but when you're meeting with an alabama or you're meeting with an sec team and it's like yeah okay like th- these guys are fine but those guys are really good it sometimes those guys get lost in the shuffle you know what i mean and so yeah. to get your hands on guys like that for you know for a week is is really informative i think you know
0: and it's also i think the biggest thing is just how do their personalities respond to stuff how do they respond to coaching i'm sure troy brown knows exactly how the receivers and all the offensive players are coached in new england he's going to be able to run these drills i'm going to run them through some of the drills they use in new england and see how the guys do that's good of a draft you're getting it's you get to practice with them that's the bulk of what you do in the nfl so yep, exactly. you know, we get to see how they, how they look in that environment. And that's huge.
1: Yeah. I like it. I like it. So, so anyways, that's what we got. Um, so that's going to be next Thursday. Um, the second, of on TV. Uh, February. it is on TV. I think it's on, I don't know if it's on ESPN, but I, I know it's on, um, somewhere. I'm not sure.
0: To be it's it's right. somewhere. Where are they playing this game?
1: Vegas. They're playing in Vegas.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. So, so it should be, uh, it should be a fun, fun take, you know? So, yeah. All right, so I think uh, we're gonna skip our final segment that we always do. Uh, oh, I had one for it. All right, all right, okay. Let's not skip it then. We'll we'll do it after the announcement then. Uh, okay. We do have we do have a small announcement. We're gonna continue to do this announcement every week from now on until until the day comes. Um, but unfortunately, uh, the Patreon Nation podcast and all of Pat's pulpit podcasting uh, was part of the cuts uh, that happened at the end of last week from Vox Media um, starting on March 1st, the Pat's pulpit podcast feed will no longer exist. Uh, we will not be putting out podcasts anymore for Pat's pulpit, unfortunately. Um, and you know, that is something we don't know. We have no extra information about that. Um, they've done a really poor job to be completely frank they've done a really poor job of of getting that information out and disseminated to everyone uh even the people in charge and in, in burned who runs the site doesn't even know what's going on unfortunately um and so you know unfortunately it is what it is it's been a really good run we've really enjoyed our time here however this isn't the end we're not stopping we're going to continue to podcast the patriot nation podcast will live on it's not the pat's pulpit podcast it's the Patriot Nation podcast i create i came up with that name i created the name i started the podcast i will be keeping that and taking it with me um and i'm bringing matt along with me too whether he wants to come or not uh and we're gonna and we're gonna keep podcasting because that's what we're gonna do and we enjoy talking to you guys and and we appreciate you guys coming through and when we do figure that out which we will do before um before march we will tell you where we're gonna be we will plug that so you can subscribe to that youtube channel instead um and you know and we'll keep coming out every week at least for you.
0: Yeah. And thankfully we're getting this announcement now when right. it's a downtime for us. I feel bad for all the other the other shows out there that yeah. are doing the I, 49ers and Chiefs and Bengals and Eagles right now having to deal with this. I feel way worse for them. But we we'll, yeah. we will have a new home. I we can guarantee that. So yep. we'll be we'll be somewhere. You'll be able to keep hearing our voices Uh, whether you want to or not i know we'll we'll have a chat room for you guys to to argue in and (laughs) and make discussions in and talk about old what lakers games is that what you guys are talking about now and uh
1: and you know super bowl super bowl spreads and everything it's great it's great it's been a great conversation i've been following along it's been (laughs) awesome um so but, you know, but that's what we're going to do. And again, we're going to keep coming. We're going to keep coming to you. We will be on the Patreon. Nation. We'll be on here, Pat's Pulpit, until the end of February. And it's possible. It is possible that we might end up bouncing off of here a little bit earlier uh, than, than February. Or we may even start on the other network in between and do some cross-streaming just so that, you know, the people that are over there, we can kind of hook you up with the stuff over there. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do, but... But we'll yeah. figure something out. But again, we're gonna keep going. We appreciate the uh, the support from you guys, and you know, you guys have been have been listening and tuning in, and we got ten people tuning in right now. And you it's know, the, we it's get, the
0: off season for the Patriots. It's I know ten forty five Eastern on a weekend. We got it's 10 great, it, That's it's awesome.
1: great, and we we appreciate the support from people. We feel it, and uh, you know, the the Pat's Ball people are, are great, and you yeah. know, we really love the fans interacting, and I I love the site, and I love this because. We are able to interact so much, um, you know, with with the people that that watch the game, and we're fans too, and that's yeah. that's that's part of the point, you know. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to yeah, miss have
0: it. you know, yeah.
1: but but we're not you, going anywhere. Go ahead. You guys
0: did a draft live stream last year, right? We did. Is that I? I'd love to be a part of that. So, I'm oh, well, I
1: mean, listen, again. the Patriot Nation podcast is doing it. It may not be yeah. through Pat's pulpit, but the Patriot Nation podcast <laughs> is doing it. Uh, yep. No, that's something that, that's something that happened last year. It's happening again. Uh, we will be doing a live stream and we'll be inviting everyone on anyone that wants to come through, uh, you know, from, Pat's to, fan. well, I mean, well, listen, now we've had on, we've had on non Patriots fans before, uh, you know, coming in and, and, giving that would their be, spin on things. So that'd
0: be fun to have guys come in and circle through. We can, especially other AFC East guys to come yeah. in and as their picks come in in the draft to hear what they I mean. We won't, Especially for the for the first night, we won't have to worry about getting any Dolphins people in because they right. forfeited their first round pick and traded their other one. That's true. That is true. Just don't so. don't forget that the Dolphins had to forfeit the. They lost their first round pick this year. We still we haven't forgotten Spygate. If that's still a thing that's getting brought up, we're mentioning this Dolphins thing every year. It's
1: great point. It's great point. A Little tampering, tamper gate. Well, maybe we'll call it so Brady gate <laughs> or something like that. You know, so, Brady gate. Um, but. But anyways but oh we know nathan we know nathaniel we appreciate you we appreciate you coming through and we're you know honestly we're we're so happy to have you guys here and i, I mean that like you know to have you guys here and listening and and uh participate in the chat We're you know it's great it's great and so we we're, we're going to continue bringing you that content and again it won't be uh starting in starting march 1st it won't be on this youtube channel but it will be on a youtube channel and we will have a podcast feed out there and and we'll get that information out to you um you know, when, when we have it, um, we'll figure we'll figure all that out. So, so anyway, so it kind of sucks. And, and you know what, honestly, it sucks for us, but like, I feel worse for the, you know, thousands of people that, you know, this was their full-time job and, you know, and they lost their full-time job. Um, you know, and so ultimately it stinks for us, but yeah. it could have been a lot worse. And so I'm
0: not, I'm not know. doing this for the money. I'm doing this cause I, I love the Patriots. Right. I like talking about it. hundred percent. So, yeah,
1: hundred percent. Yeah. You were feel- like, you were like, "Wait, you get paid for this?" And I was like, "Yeah, you get paid for it too." Like, what do you mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but and I got I was getting deja vu when I saw that message from Burn because I do, do the college basketball stuff too. And ESPN sh- shut down our site back in August, September. Yep. So yeah, that yeah, was August when we found out. So this is the second time I've gone through this now in the last six months. So. And there's, no, there's that, no
1: rhyme or reason. There's no rhyme or reason to why they did it.
0: Same lack of communication both times.
1: Yeah, it makes, makes absolutely no sense. The Buffalo rumbling, which is the Bills, they survived the cut down. But behind the steel curtain, which is the Steelers, didn't survive the cutdown. And you're like, well, so what? Behind the steel curtain was the number one sports cast, number one sports podcast in all of SB Nation. The number one sports cast, and they cut it. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you keeping I anything? You're not keeping that one. What the hell? You know?
0: I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't know what they're doing over there, but but whatever. We'll keep, we'll keep going on.
1: That's it. That's it. We're That's gonna it. keep going. Yeah. So but anyways, all right. Let's do uh let's do this week in sports history and get the hell out of here because it's packed. Right. We're we're an hour over. Here we go.
0: <laughs> and now for something we think you'll really like this week in sports history.
1: All right, I've been leading everything off. So you 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 go first here.
0: All right. I'll do. Uh, I'll do mine here on in this week in in sports history. This is the twenty fourth. Happened January twenty seventh, two thousand one. Patriots go into what was then Heinz Field and knock off the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC Championship game. Um, the, the Drew Bledsoe game. Yep. Brady getting hurt. Bledsoe comes in and got all the the special teams touchdowns in that one. The the Troy Brown. Getting that blocked field goal, pitching it to Antoine Harris, Troy Brown returning a punt for a touchdown. Uh, They scored. This we talked about. This they scored more. They scored as many defense and special teams touchdowns on this run as offensive touchdowns. Yeah. And they went into the number one seed, Pittsburgh Steelers, with Cordell Stewart as quarterback, and they had a twenty-one to three lead in that game at one point. And two of those scores were. Yeah defense special teams, So huge stuff.
1: Drew played his ass off in that game and he was he was mm-hmm. great. And that's one of the things real Patriots fans and and honestly at this point any Patriots fans that can look it up because the hall does a really nice job of doing it. You have to give Drew Bledsoe his due. You have to because he could have tanked that team in 01. Because he came back healthy. Now remember he came yeah. back and he was healthy and he wanted to play and Bill said, "Hey, listen, the kids got something." We're playing really well right now. We're not playing. I'm sorry. You're not going back in. And the 0-1 team has talked about how that was Bledsoe's team. That wasn't Brady's team. That was Bledsoe's team. They loved Bledsoe. And if Bledsoe had pouted and complained about it and been vocal about it, the team probably would have fallen apart. But he didn't. He was pissed. Of course he was pissed because he wanted to play and he's a competitor. But he supported his teammates. He supported Brady. He played ball. He was there working his ass off every day. He was helping Brady. And when Brady went down in the AFC championship game, he came in and was ready. And he played lights out in that game. He almost threw a bad interception, but he threw, I mean, I, I still remember the, 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 uh, the teardrop pass that he threw to, to Troy Brown on the sideline, just like mm-hmm. he took something off it. And I'm like, Drew took something off it. Like, what is that? It was, it was awesome. So um, that was oh, that game, that game was incredible. So, yeah, That's great that one. was
0: fantastic. I was on TikTok last night and I couldn't sleep, and the the full highlights of that game came up. I just sat, I just watched the whole thing. Just
1: for yep. it. love it, amazing so stuff. Good. It's so good. Was, so, what's yours? Uh, so, I'm gonna go with this day, which is the 24th January 24th 1947. Uh, the NFL adds a fifth official, which is the BJ, the black judge, um, and and they also allow sudden death. In the playoffs, also allows sudden death overtime. In the playoffs, uh, nineteen forty seven, September, uh, January twenty
0: fourth, nineteen forty seven. I'm go. sure the the Bills probably aren't happy about that after last year.
1: They are not. They are not. But they've changed that rule just so that everyone gets the chance now. Um, to get to overtime to make it happen. about offense or whatever. So
0: yeah, but how much? Thirteen seconds for the Bills against the Chiefs last year that's going to haunt them. So we always say, oh, they'll get back. Yeah. Does not always happen.
1: Yep. Stuff happens.
0: Well, Bills got hurt this year and they couldn't make it back. And right. Then well, things that's, change, so
1: Complain. Complain as much as you want. Complain. Complain as much as you want. I don't care. Complain as much as you want about about overtime when we didn't get the ball. And we, you had to leave with 13 seconds and you lost. Like, I, I don't it, care. I don't care. It's
0: all on you. Stop yeah, it. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? And now the Chiefs did the same thing as the Patriots. In, in 2018, where they, they scored to take the lead with 30-something seconds left, and they drove right down the field and kicked the field goal to tie it and send it over time, the difference is that the Patriots went down and scored a touchdown. Uh, and by the way, they had, what, three third and tens and converted all of them? So, like, it is what it is. Yep.
0: I made the place. I remember there was a, a study that was done at some point that showed like we always, college overtime gets brought up as kind of the pinnacle of everybody gets the fair chance because they start at the 20 or the 25 or whatever right. it is.
1: Yeah, twenty five. Yeah.
0: You do it like innings in baseball where you're going back and forth trying to score and all that. Um, so you got a like seven overtime game like we got with LSU and whoever it was, all those. Yeah. Fact, Texas A&M, fantastic game. But it actually found that, I don't remember which team, but that game, like that style of overtimes doesn't create like 50-50 outcomes. Like it right. isn't even. And the NFL one before the rule change was actually the closest to even of any form of football overtime that's out there. So, yeah, I thought it was fair. If It's a team game. If you can't stop the other team from scoring on a one drive where it, that's all it takes, you're probably not, probably not good enough to move on, especially when you've already played 60 minutes of football.
1: I mean, you just can't give up a touchdown. Give up anything else you want. You just can't give up a
0: touchdown. And the way that, like we talked about, oh, Josh Allen getting the ball back. All right, let's say they do it and they get the touchdown in that game. Do you have any confidence that that Bulls defense was getting a stop on the Chiefs at any point? The way that, right. That, right. Like it's, okay, sure, you extended another series. At some point, somebody's going to fail to score and it's probably not going to be the, the Chiefs.
1: Well, so the interesting question for me is that if you got the ball first and scored, do you go for two? Because
0: you think about it.
1: You certainly think about it because the other team, they have a chance to at least tie the game. And then are they thinking about, well, what if I go for two and win the game? Well, that's, here, right.
0: Well, and that's if the Bills score second there, I think you have to go for two. with how the chiefs looked. and then the whole thing comes down to one play.
1: Right. Right. And maybe you Definitely. convert it, but maybe you don't. I mean, I, I don't know. That's, that's to, a me, to me, if I scored first, I'd go for two. If I scored second, I probably wouldn't. But if I scored first, I'd go for two because then I would just say, hey, all you got to do is stop them from scoring a touchdown. And, I, and mm-hmm. I'm and i going to bet that my defense can stop them from scoring a touchdown. And I'm going to bet the chances that me getting two-point conversion or yeah. my defense stopping them from scoring a touchdown should be better than yeah. the chances of me winning after. You know what I mean? So that's the whole thing.
0: Yeah. So, anyway. I'm curious. I, I Hopefully, I, it would be fun to see the new overtime rule come out this week. And yeah. yeah. Get to see what that looks. You know, the other thing I remember, because they changed the overtime rule in 2011, for the 2011 postseason, okay. where it, it was – that's where it was if you score a field goal, the other team gets a chance. It was no right. longer just sudden death. Correct. I remember yep. Broncos Steelers goes to overtime, and it's that's like, oh, right. boy, here we go. We're going to see Thomas. the rule. First play, Demarius Thomas, rest in peace, takes it so to good. the house. And so uh, that was – uh, and the Broncos came to New England and got absolutely thrashed. Oh yeah, fun.
1: R.I.P. Demarius Thomas, crazy.
0: Le- Patriot legend, right there.
1: Yeah. Yep. So,
0: is that going to wrap it up?
1: It is. It is going to wrap it up. So, thanks again for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Gary popped in here from the UK. I uh, appreciate you coming through, Gary, um, and all of our uh, all of our uh, European friends over there that uh, that join that join every now and again. So. We appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll be back next week. I think I'm going to release this as a podcast on Thursday. I'm pretty sure Pat's Pulpit is uh, a podcast okay. coming out Wednesday, so I'm going to put this out on Thursday. Um, right. and that way it's you know it's not too yeah. early, but it's all you know a day early. Whatever,
0: right. so. I don't know when we're recording next week, but we also because the Shrine Bowl is Thursday night, we could do a Friday show and react yeah, I, to whatever happens there, and, and we have it. the time.
1: Yep, we don't. We'll really do have to preview That's the Pro Bowl, good. I, I like that. So. <laughs> No, that's a good idea. We could do that.
0: So. <laughs> Sounds good.
1: All right. Well, have a great night, guys. Thanks for listening, as always. And uh and we will talk to you next week. Take Go care.
0: Pass.